0: This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network.
1: To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com.
2: What's up, everybody? It's episode 78 of Beers in the Lot. As always, the guys and I had a rousing conversation over some beers. We talked about the ODR exploits of our group, Part 3, in which John and Daniel and myself skated on an outdoor mini rink at Laurel Ice Gardens that is referred to as Whitey's Pond. Then Riggs and Johnny briefly recapped some of the interesting events of the Old Fat Bald Guys Hockey League games that occurred last Sunday night. And we got into a discussion... About the Olympics and growing the game. So let's get to it and
3: crack those beers. Aaron, what are you drinking?
2: I've got a repeat tonight. Had this one two weeks ago from our friends at Flying Dog. We need an acronym for that or something (laughs) F O F A F D. I don't know. Whatever. It's a freezing season winter ale. Didn't go as fast as my uh, Chesapeake wheats, but uh, these are good, too.
3: What you got, John? Uh, I'm also on the uh, FOFD train, Friends of Flying Dog. (laughs) Uh, I'm drinking a Raging Biatch. Are you serious?
1: Yeah, I'm serious. You could just say say Raging Bitch. Raging
3: Biatch. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) We have the explicit tag for a reason. Considering I have the
3: worst, the worst mouth here, I'm guarding that word. I know, weird. Yeah. But others just lie
0: <laughs> with no regard. Um, <laughs> Danny, what are you drinking tonight? By uh, One Well Brewing in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Mm. My wife brought it home from uh, something she was judging up there. Whoppy India Pale Ale. Uh, it's not too bad. Pretty good. How about you, Riggs? What do you got tonight?
1: Uh, So I have a repeat uh, brewery from last week, Elder Pine. It is their English-style ESB called Bitter Geezer. Aaron had been featuring (laughs) ESBs for a couple weeks, so I was like, I haven't had one in a while, so I'll grab one. And uh, it is some bready, toasty goodness. It's very, very good. (laughs) Nice. Yeah.
0: Do you get FOMO? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I was because I hadn't had one in years. So when I was out two weeks ago looking for beers, you know, Elder Pine has great IPAs and stuff, and then they had just released this ESB. So this is pretty good.
3: You know, how so we have that sometimes we're in a lot, like especially if someone has like blue lights or every now and then like the bush lights and the camo cans. Like something, just something different that we don't have every week. And then, like, everybody else has it, but you're out. Like, the cooler's out. So you have to drink something else. And you're just standing there and you're just kind of like, in your head, I'm like, man, I really want one of those. What they have, this isn't fair. <laughs> you ever get that, like, FOMO like that? Or is it just me that thinks that? No, A lot I just, FOMO. I just yeah, get, I just lot get, FOMO.
1: <laughs> upset or disappointed when all the snake dogs are gone cuz that's my post game of choice. But
3: snake dog every now and then I'll snag one of those but it's a little <laughs> heavy for my liking after a game. See it's
2: Uno's for me. I I love having the Uno's after games.
0: Yeah. Nothing or all that. Depends on if I'm driving. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, if you're
3: if you're not driving, you like pound beers, Daniel, you're like shotgun and beers and yep. all
0: kinds of stuff.
2: ABVs, yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm like uh all right let's uh go ahead and tie one on here don't call steve austin beers <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what beers did you all have at whitey's pond
2: actually uh there wasn't much in the way a beer
0: oh, we, uh, oh my. yeah we didn't we were bring too any. busy
2: skating Because (laughs) there was seven of us for three on three for two hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Marathon.
0: Yeah, that That was was awesome. So
2: fun. Yeah, it was loads of fun.
3: So if you're if you're in the DMV area, Laurel Ice Gardens has an outdoor rink. They only do it like November to roughly March. A lot of it's weather-based because they've had like you know shorter seasons, sometimes they've had longer ones. We did like a quick little ice rental uh, this past weekend. Had some guys out. It was fun. I like skating outdoors, especially there because they actually have legitimate uh, pine boards for uh, you know they're just number two common nonsense uh, for like the hockey rink boards. So it's like this old feel to it. It's great, and they're kind of uneven. The ice is actually. I think if it wasn't freezing, it would have been a better condition. the The problem is when you're skating on something that cold it chips pretty quickly
0: it, it's like if if you and your buddies just like found like this open area and was like oh that'd be cool to put a little rink here and then like you you go around like jumping in the dumpsters to get like pieces of wood and like <laughs> you know kind of like how you would do with like build a fort uh, but yeah. instead you build the boards for the for the rink and and just flood it and yeah, uh, yeah that was fun <laughs> it was super that's, cool
2: that's uh that's a good way to put it because yeah with yeah. like chain link kind of uh stuff going around or, gritty
3: uh, it was it's, it's
2: very it's cool
3: yeah
0: Jailhouse house rules got that kind of feel a few times i'd go to push off and like my my blade would go like two inches into the ice and
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah the corners are bad
0: <laughs> oh yeah a couple
2: times me and Daniel go into the corner, and Daniel's just like, "You can have it, Aaron. I don't want to. I don't want to fall."
3: <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> yeah, the one corner was uh, a little slushy.
3: It was bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially near the end, there was a the one part of center ice. Oh my god, like,
2: the one part? You mean the entire center? ice? Yes,
3: yeah. <laughs> the whole chunk of center. At one point, everybody was either skating backwards or forward, and just ate it. Because we just went through, and I went backwards through it playing defense. Like, just kind of, we scored, I'm moving back. I just didn't think about it, and I, skating backwards, I went to do a C-cut. The first half, put my other foot down. (laughs) The other one's in the air, and I felt my back skate just, like, catch in the divot. And it was the slowest fall in the history of man. I just like, oh, no, I'm falling. He fell slowly. (laughs) That's
0: nice. Yeah, I was like, I did not fall slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to think too, I I, like none of us out there were under 200. Oh, no, no, we we put some, uh, we had some big boys out there. Yeah,
2: we put some (laughs) pressure on that ice, some
0: stress. Well,
2: there are some of us that
3: are under 200. I mean, come on. Oh, geez. Are there, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I can definitely stand by mine. <laughs> it's a five three five two and a half individual, <laughs> yeah. It kind of has to be right. And yeah. yeah, if I didn't, we'd have bigger problems literally, <laughs> like 600 pound life problems. <laughs> like I could be on that show, but
2: yeah,
3: um. The other, the other cool thing, too, like, I, I liked it the best, actually, was we had a 5 to 7 o'clock slot. So 5 o'clock, it was fine. It was kind of twilight. And then once it kind of hit, like, 5.45, it started getting kind of dark. We called to get the lights on. And once the lights gone on, it, it just, it was cooler. And everyone kind of got, yeah. like, a second wind at that point for, like, 20, 30 minutes. And then yeah, near <laughs> the end, we all just kind of died. Lots of goals, <laughs> lots of, lots
0: of puck yeah. touches. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, It reminded me a lot of, uh, I don't know if I told you guys when I was first starting to play, I would play, uh, I was playing roller at that point and uh, my uncle would take us out. I was probably just in high school and he would like take us out to uh, this place in Leesburg and we would get this little bottle cap and we'd stick it in the lights and the lights would stay on and we would be out there (laughs) until two or three in the morning playing roller hockey, just like nonstop, just having a good time. We've That's had, awesome. we've had, yeah, we had some cops stop by a few times. Like, Hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> playing hockey. All right. All right. Yeah. Have, have fun. <laughs> Better playing <laughs> hockey
2: than doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, we were, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but we would, we would play, um, out there when it was cold like that and like go over to take a drink of our water and the water balls would be frozen. I <laughs> not have oh, any yeah, water. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminded me a lot of that. And man, it was, it was a blast.
2: That's not that one l- rink that, um. We went to a couple times. It was like wooden boards like at, at Whitey's. Oh, uh, no. No. There was there was one place that we went that it was really crude. Like the boards weren't even like circular or anything. Oh like yeah, that's Warner, Oh my gosh, yeah. That was a Ramshackle rink.
0: Yeah, they got uh caps took care of them. <laughs> oh, it's better now, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was uh that was an interesting experience when we went up there however many years ago that was. That rink, mm-hmm. that rink was rough. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I remember there was uh, in Saverna Park. Riggs probably played there. I would imagine Benfield. do You remember oh, that rink?
1: Benfield
3: was it's, a dump. It, it's done since been <laughs> torn down a years dump. ago. Thank Lord. <laughs> but uh, it had wooden boards. They had a chain link fence at the one end. It looked like the rink from Youngblood. Yes, that's exactly exactly <laughs> exactly. exactly what it's like. And the problem was. The boards were so high. So, like, when you actually went into the players' benches, they were, like, a good two feet off the ice. So, think of that jump at Johnstown. Mm. (laughs) Like, that's every time when you go to go over the boards. Oh, yeah, that's a workout in itself. Me, (laughs) you can imagine what my height's been my entire life. I could never jump over those frickin' things. So, (laughs) every time I had to go to the door, because, like, my hand had to go over, and it's like... You know, oh, it was just, <laughs> I hated playing there. Uh, and like the wooden boards don't give it all and they nope. just hurt. I mean, hurt. <laughs> like, and I remember <laughs> in high school, we played a game there at Severna Park. We ended up beating them and we had to wear our whites that night. And we didn't like wearing our white jerseys. We thought we black looked better. We liked the black, whatever, wearing our black sweaters. And one guy got like, his brand new. It was like our second game of the year. Someone threw an orange soda at him. His brand new. White, <laughs> like, <jersey. laughs> it was like game two. Like we got the jerseys. This is like October. First games like weekend of Halloween. Next weekend. Thursday night, we're down at Benfield, the place in Rona Park. I remember the corner, like it was all their student section. And of course, they're yelling, like, hey, little guy, you out there? I'm like, shut the hell up. Like, I got so mad, just like yelling at them and stuff. And then they threw an orange soda at somebody (laughs) (laughs) on the team.
1: Johnny, were you yelling at them like you yelled at your goalie last night after you lost in overtime?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I did say some stuff to the fans. I can't repeat it at the moment. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um
3: yeah, so <laughs> we had our buddy, <laughs> our buddy Goody, uh he's on my team this year for or this season for OFBG. And so Danny and I had a game Friday night. We did the Whitey's mm-hmm. pond on Saturday. So last night I was a little tired. I won't lie. I mean, I was moving, we were fine. We ended up losing in overtime to Eric's team. And uh, <laughs> every one of my teammates is kind of going over to do like a quick little handshake to him. And he's still on the ice, just like, oh God, I can't believe that went in. It squeaked through him a little bit. So like he had the puck, it just, it was a good shot. And uh, I I was kind of just mad all game because jokingly, I'm like, how are we losing these scumbags? Like they're not any good, you know, whatever. And we didn't, Eric can tell you, you guys actually skated a lot harder last night. You beat us to a lot of, 50-50 pucks, you held the control of play, yeah. whatever. It yeah. was, you guys beat I'll, us. I I'll
1: i tell you why in a little bit,
3: but finish your uh, thought. Yeah. So <laughs> the, and then, so Goody's there. I go, someone goes like, oh, good game, Johnny. I'm like, we sucked. Goody was down on the ice still, and I just pointed at him. And I was like, you fucking suck tonight. Like <laughs> then I, I yelled at our captain. I was like, trade me. I'm done with this. <laughs> like, just, Typical John. Just so angry being a so I mean. you know big bright spot of positivity that I am. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. You well,
1: so you must so first is you must have been really tired because you completely missed the two on one chance and elected to shoot the puck when your line mate was wide open, stick free, would have scored, and you shot it wide of the net, which was great. Um, and then I yelled at you (laughs) from our bench. And then when I came off the ice on a shift change, um, and then, so the reason why on a
3: three on O last season and hit the boards. So we're even now. Okay. Last
1: season. (laughs) What are you talking about? Anyway, (laughs) anyway, um, so we were, we were skating pretty well. We were skating hard. We were pressuring the puck. So amongst, amongst many of the deficiencies that my current team has which we've talked about before
3: oh, uh which there are many <laughs> yeah,
1: which i just acknowledge yeah. uh so so one of them is we have a few ice time hogs mm-hmm. and so people were a little frustrated with that and they were getting on each other on the bench for taking too much time on the ice and not putting in effort so then it became a competition to see who was skating the hardest (laughs) for the whole game that's good which i think is what really helped so that sort of like i'm gonna beat my teammate mentality came into it and so you know we probably played up a level that we're not at as a
3: team. Right. so two points to that because that's <laughs> it's funny you bring that up the so last night was the first night the entire season we have had our entire team every other time we've had either like 8 to 10 skaters so we got especially the forwards we got in a really good rhythm we had to do three sets last night couldn't get a flow whatever so that's my point on that my follow up question to what you said how long do you think that competitive mentality of skating hard <laughs> we'll uh stick with your current team what what day was yesterday sunday sunday <laughs> what days what
1: days today monday today monday? today is the last day <laughs> okay you don't see it
2: carrying <laughs> over to the next game
3: absolutely not okay <laughs> that was a one-time thing <laughs> One and done. you had one silver bullet and you just <laughs> shot it in the air <laughs> <laughs>
2: You wasted on game three of a 10-game season.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but it's like weird things happen like that. I mean, one team skated a lot harder, I think. Another team made a lot of mistakes, so that's what it is. Move on. Our goalies suck.
2: I know what they say. That'll happen to you. (laughs) That'll happen to you. That'll happen
3: to you. Aaron, how much curling have you watched?
2: I've watched a couple of highlights. I haven't actually watched any of the actual like, broadcasts. So, though. That, that, uh, that mixed team, USA mixed team is bad. Wow. I'll chime in. <laughs> Brutal.
1: <Or> they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. I've
2: seen a couple of highlights, though, with some incredible shots.
1: The Italian team?
3: I was going to say. I think or it was the, the U.S. team.
1: The U.S. mixed team is terrible. They've they just have a, a
3: couple of good shots. They've but, had a couple of good yeah. shots,
1: but they just, mm. they give up way too many points too fast. Oh, t- yeah. That, the, one, the
2: one I saw was like, oh, we're coming back from a four seven deficit and had to hit yeah. a three pointer and had to hit it in order to yeah. tie. So, yeah.
3: yeah. No, they, they, they stink. Curling's a little <laughs> tough too because you could have a good shot in like the second or third end, but then at the end of the game, if you don't have the hammer, Or your great shot could be negated by the hammer at the end of an inning. So
1: now, like they're they're just I don't know they're just missing too many shots. Like they're not and and they're they're backing themselves in the situations where they have to try and go for multi point ends. And I don't know. That just seems like above their. It's too big for them right now. Mm. That that Italian team though, holy shit, they're good. They're hitting like four and five point ends. I think they had a perfect end in one of their matches. Like it's just it's ridiculous. They're just demolishing teams.
3: Riggs, didn't you tell me last night the Italian team in mixed curling they're one of they're the only team to ever have three perfect ends ever, and two of the times have been against no, the United somebody, States.
1: Somebody else, somebody else caught that. I didn't. I, I didn't remember catch hearing that, that so. and
3: I was like, and I just remember thinking to myself, "Like, My oh, it doesn't shock me." Like, I'm not saying that in a bad way against our, they're, you know, red, white, and blue, but
1: no, they're we bad. got to get something going here. No, they're bad. It's over. They're yeah, well, they're yeah. done. They're out. They're done. So, so the the hope is that. Captain John Schuster can uh, get it done again.
3: Hey, man, it's like the Stanley Cup. You do it once, you can do it again. You know, you've been there, you've done that. You can summon that energy and that, that so mindset. So easy. So easy. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's so easy.
2: I want to perform, let's just go and get another. Yeah, get That's, another
1: right. cup. <laughs> That's all you do, so, man. Just go do it. Yeah. Just go, just go do, do it. it. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Just do whatever you did last time.
3: Yeah. yeah. Did you guys hear all the poppycock today going around about how women's international ice hockey should be in the Olympics? Uh, I got total malarkey on all that. Somebody wrote that and they... Some jag for the Toronto Star. Yeah. Because he claims it's not competitive enough. And part of me is upset hearing that because he's probably a canadian fan i'm like so you're complaining because your team's competitive every year against the only other team that's competitive like really we
2: were we were talking about it a little bit in discord earlier it's like i think rig said it it's that it's it's really showing in canada the united states but it's probably elevating everybody else as well it's just taking a little longer but this is the sort of thing that just takes time like Canada and the United States obviously are pushing development for their women's hockey programs, and it's succeeding. They're doing amazing, but the other countries just, it's not as big of a priority yet. They're still developing talent. They're still getting some very talented players, but they're just not not the yeah. depth that the two two powerhouse teams have.
1: Yeah, I brought it up because a dude that I've followed on Twitter forever, Jeff Fayette. Um, who's pretty well known in the Toronto Maple Leafs fan web sphere, right? Like he's written for different blogs and worked for different, you know things on social media and, and whatever and done some analytic stuff. And he basically found or knew about a YouTube video of, I think it was China versus Canada. Um, or maybe it was USA, I forget which country it was, but um maybe not even those two. Might have been um, Sweden
2: actually. I feel like yeah, it, was it was
1: something like that. But anyway, um, it was from the first Olympics where women's hockey was featured in '98. And you know, the the game was decent, but if you compare it to the current Olympic women's hockey games and the speed and the skill and just the pure talent that's featured, even on the so-called weaker teams, right? It's worlds different over the 24 years. And just because the, the Canadians and the Americans are still the dominant groups, it doesn't mean that all of it hasn't improved and evolved over those 24 years. So, I think that saying that just because two teams are still dominant, that it's irrelevant, is a huge mistake for anybody yeah. that's covering this stuff. Absolutely. That's,
2: that's like saying, oh, we shouldn't, shouldn't have played hockey back in the days when Montreal was winning the Cup every other year. Like, it, you, can't, you can't say that, oh, just because one team is really good, that the rest of it is, is irrelevant. Like, that's, right. that's, that's a
1: silly take. Right. So I, I, you know, it's a cliche thing, right? A rising tide lifts all boats, and it's usually related to some sort of economic theory or whatever. But I think in this case, it applies where everyone is improving, everyone is developing. Now, whether or not they have the resources to do that or not, that's another question. And it's, really not relevant to the discussion about whether or not that sport should be included. It should be. So I think that's that.
3: (laughs) And, and and too, I would kind of, you know, throw in, you know, the countries that are either upset about it or have strong feelings for it. I would kind of point the microscope a little bit at them. Kind of, what are you doing? Whether through your current Olympic committee, your current hockey federation, or overall just in your professional game in your country, or you know resources you have in your country, what are you doing to grow the girls and women's game and also the boys and men's game? What, what are you doing with your resources to do that in the United States? Girls, especially, they market it insanely well. I actually think much better than they do to like boys' youth hockey. They they market it better. They, they may you know, the women's team, they're always out and about doing events in their kind of local regions and communities. And it seems like ex-pro players and ex-gold medalists, and they're always out and about, you know, preaching about girls and women's hockey and how it can get better and, you know, do more. And USA Hockey pumps a ton of resources into it, so that's good. And, you know, especially the last couple of years, they're giving them a bigger financial platform to kind of, help them all be full-time hockey players, which for them means they can dedicate more time to promoting hockey because if you know, you're doing that full-time, it's great. And I was kind of, I, I did a little like digging on my end. So 24 out of the last 26 either world championships or Olympics for the gold medal game has included Team USA and Canada. Those were the two parties facing off. And then just uh, for fun, I went back and looked at Hillary Knight's uh, Wikipedia page since 2007. Uh, so I'll just read it off very quickly because it's kind of fun to read. Like everyone talks about how in the United States, we breed winners. It's true. Uh, 07, World Championship silver. 08, World Championship gold. 09, World Championship gold. Olympic 2010 silver. Two thousand eleven and twelve world championship gold silver, two thousand thirteen gold, Olympic in fourteen silver, and then since two thousand fifteen to now in Olympics and world championships, USA is golden. So
2: <laughs> gold's in silver since two thousand seven, huh?
3: Exactly. Hasn't so, settled for anything less.
1: So the other piece of this here with you know the federations and the governing bodies promoting internally. Including the event gives exposure right the, Absolutely. those games, even though the game times suck in the. US, those games are televised nationally they're they're replayed nationally than at times when you know prime time or when when kids can watch right um, and so that exposure is huge for the development and think about it in another you know, country and in, in the other countries that are sort of almost there, Finland, Switzerland, you know, the Russians to a certain extent, if they're getting national exposure through televised broadcasts or even streaming platforms of their women's teams, it increases their, the exposure and it probably gains the attention of some kids that pushes them over the edge to finally go try to play and that's mm-hmm. where it starts.
3: So we saw
2: we saw some really good data out of uh the Golden Knights organization they put out a graphic yeah that you posted so that, yes, exactly. in Discord about the growth in of hockey in Nevada and total growth overall is like up 171% of all players and the in particular in specific areas Uh, girls and women's growth is up 327% in the last five years. Like that is, that's incredible. That's, that's excellent. And that's exactly what you want to see. Just, you bring a franchise into the area and it's making people get on the ice and it's all about exposure. It's all about, uh, getting it in front of people. And then those people saying to myself, Hey, I want to give this a shot. And then having an outlet to go try it out. So that that's where it starts for one is just getting the exposure, but then I, I don't know specifics, but I know that there are programs to like get people in gear and all this yeah. stuff to, yeah. to get them on the ice for as little as possible upfront investment so that they can try it out and see if they like it. And of course they will because yes. everybody does.
1: <laughs> yes. Yep. And uh, you know, to the, to that point about Vegas, you know, if you look at current players that are in the league, as much as we complain and rag on the Coyotes, we wouldn't have Austin Matthews. That's right. If Correct. They weren't in Arizona, um, mm-hmm. so it it works, and it it will work everywhere if you expose people to it, they will be drawn to it, and they'll they'll want to play and try and get somewhere with it if they're younger so i think it's very contradictory to the statement of you know the sport needs to be relevant the only way it can achieve relevancy is if it has that exposure and the only way it can keep that relevancy is if you continue to expose it to a new audience younger eyes and you know fill that development pipeline with young players
2: yeah if well, the complaint in, is that oh the game's irrelevant then the solution is not let's stop playing it exactly it's such a dumb take uh, honestly we we really shouldn't give this this idiot anymore <laughs> anymore airtime <laughs> well, on his well, dumb a, article well, he's just being sour grapes that's why we didn't, yeah. we didn't <laughs> say the name we didn't yeah. say
1: the name there's it,
3: a reason think, for that. About it, think about it this way too so I'll, just bring, I'll just bring this these last two points up and then we can get out of it but so China is not in the top 12 for men's ice hockey. And the IOC saw it as such a growth uh, potential for international ice hockey and the Olympic Committee. They pump China in over Norway, which I have no problem because if Matt Zugarello isn't going like you're not going to have an NHL representation anyway. So well, whatever it's-
1: it's it's host country too,
3: right? So Exactly. Yeah. And normally after the Italy uh you know, debacle when they got like worked, they were like, All right, if you're not in the top twelve, which normally yeah. you're not hosting Olympics nine times out of ten, winter Olympics that is, nine times out of ten anyway. We're not gonna let you in. They made an exception for China, and then they got eight Canadians and I think six Americans, uh on their <laughs> Olympic hockey team, which is actually kind of funny. <laughs> um but they all play for like Coonland Red Star. So, you know, they're in the KHL, they're in the system, whatever. But the other thing too, uh, during the All Star press conference with Gary Bettman and Bill Daly, they made a mention how they still need to do games over in China. Yes. Because the NHL sees it as not only a growth market, but them, you know, the PGA tour and the NHL, they always have this common uh quote, you know, grow the game, which actually makes sense and like that's the NHL doing that right there. They're, by them sending teams to China, even for preseason or regular season, however they decide to do it, that would be smart for them because they did it, who was it? It was Vancouver and Anaheim a few years ago, I think. This was like in late 90s. Paul Correa was on the team, I think. I don't even remember well, who was They've done it recently.
1: There, but... They've done it recently, too. They've... Yeah, they
3: did the other, the Beijing games a few years ago, but yeah. they did... The first one was Vancouver and Anaheim, I think, but they did it. It is a growth market for the NHL. It makes total sense. It it makes total sense. So,
2: well, it's a huge yeah. untapped market, and it's a huge, huge well of potential too. I mean, China is is a a, a massive country. They're doing well economically at this point, and they're they're going to. They have people who want to do things, and putting hockey in front of them as an option is is going to make new hockey players. And when you have more people playing hockey, you're going to end up with incredible talent and fun people to watch play the game. So that's, that's what everybody wants. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely, like you said, it's a, it's a, a big, big well of potential for the NHL. So it, it makes perfect sense to include them in the games and, and let them get a pass even over a, a country that is hockey, you know, very familiar with hockey, like Norway.
3: Lynn- and too, you mentioned it like Asian countries, especially when they hook on to something like golf, like baseball, like hopefully hockey, those countries want to invest the resources. So they're, you know, the communities and population not only can enjoy the sport, but they kind of like everybody with sport, I think, which is one reason sports are awesome. Everybody wants to be competitive at a high level. Like, mm-hmm. yes, maybe not everybody can Because I made the joke, I was like, I wish I would have got a call from, you know, one of the Olympic teams, like, hey, you want to come over here, be a citizen? I would have. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody (laughs) wants to be competitive at a high level. And especially when you can sell that to, like, a generation or two down, once you start really developing your program at the grassroots level, that not only motivates kids, but let's say the, you know, Chinese men's team beats a... Hopefully they just beat Russia like something like that, you know, like and they could can beat Canada, too. I just hope they don't beat the US. But that's what I'm saying. Like they do something like that. That's going to cause something for like 10 to 15 years. Kids and I, everybody happened, around are going to look at that.
2: It happened to the United States in 1980. Exactly.
3: That miracle
2: team beat Russia. And it, it, it's a legend. It turned into Hold a on. movie. We didn't I beat mean,
3: Russia. We beat communism.
2: but yeah one one thing like that can can spur a movement
1: the u the u.s had won olympic gold medals in in ice hockey previously it was 1960 and 30 something or 20 something but anyway uh it wasn't televised so the key is exposure right like the key even if like that wasn't even the gold medal game against the Soviets, right. right? It was just <laughs> yep. had to go beat Czechoslovakia, I
2: think next. Inland. It
1: was the West versus East, you know, and and so that was the draw and the exposure, and they win, and now every American kid wants to go beat the Soviets on the ice, right? Everybody and, wants to
2: be Mike Rizzioni, yeah, right, <laughs>
1: exactly. So who's i have a signed picture of him hanging right over there but anyway uh no <laughs> one wants to
3: see the pads that stopped communism <laughs> jimmy craig's pads uh-huh. they're
1: not there anymore no they got sold but um uh, so so for me it, it's like you know hey um the japanese team in this women's tournament has been doing extremely well probably uh better than expectation right and yep. I, They I were think, at the top
2: of the bracket earlier today. I think only one yeah. OT loss, I think.
1: Yeah, and yep. they, they, lo- they lost yep. to China. So uh, uh, that yeah. helps That helps yeah. the Chinese cause. It helps Japanese cause in, in
3: developing hockey. And also um, it creates a little rivalry there too. Absolutely. That, but, that moves things forward very quickly. The mere fact that that's televised
1: and streamed and they can watch teams that represent them I think that's the key you know so so saying that oh just because there have been two dominant teams for so long that's not relevant anymore that's a mistake it's a huge mistake it's boneheaded because it's it's really what else is going on you know it's it's kids just watching it and getting excited so
3: also let's mention this because you kind of touched on rigs uh the Women's goalie for Team China has the best pads in the entire tournament. Oh you, yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, like not <laughs> even down. close.
2: It was yeah. one of the guys in Discord posted that? One of our goalie friends in Discord posted that. I think. And yeah, that is a hell of a setup.
1: Yeah, yeah. The golden dragon the dragons, yeah, on the bright red pads just looks oh, so. That's cool. a tough look.
3: Pops. <laughs> Pop, oh. that, that would frighten me on a two-on-one. I'd miss the net all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah,
1: you'd miss the net because you're selfish. Oh, my God. Oh, just, hey, did, I'll just say, wait, didn't he miss it last night? <laughs>
2: yeah. Trevor Zegers didn't miss the net, and he had a blindfold on. <laughs>
1: yeah. And dodgeballs was... were coming out. <laughs> and dodgeballs at him, too. Yeah, That was such <laughs> a sick, sick move. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. watch any of the All Star stuff, so I, I didn't either. I just, I just
2: saw highlights, yeah. yeah I just I saw just, the social I just media. saw that,
3: yeah. I I just saw the replays of the skills because Danny and I had a game, but skills are always more important to me than like the actual All-Star game. Like Claude Giroux on the MVP, like he was the only dude that skated. Come on, like I don't want to hear this stuff. Jack <laughs> Hughes got an empty net, like, uh, in a three on three. Disgusting we're trying to grow the game and this is what you're doing (laughs) get out of here (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: we know Aaron was excited about it (laughs) yeah I
3: don't want to get into it the fact that Jack Hughes did that (laughs) I mean that's you guys gave me shit
2: uh, on Saturday I put it the goalie skated away for a break or something (laughs) and I just shot it in the net (laughs) Uh, Uh, uh. Yep, Aaron and Empty Net Trash Talk name a more iconic duo actually I can name one Aaron and talking about joining discord because here I am again to talk about it again so yeah as this episode ends we gotta give our thank yous to everybody who listens you guys are great and for real join the discord at beersandloud.com slash discord and tell your friends about us we talk about growing the game Uh, help us grow the podcast but until next week thanks again We'll catch you next episode.